Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well-being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends. In this episode, we're going to be talking about lightbox therapy, which is also called bright light therapy. We'll review for whom this type of treatment is best, the data behind it, and most practically, how to use it. Why are we talking about this today? Well, this is part of the series that I'm doing on different types of treatment options. And I'm often asked by my patients about complementary treatment options as an integrative psychiatrist. And so I'm very interested in the data on therapies beyond medication. One of the most common reasons that lightbox therapy is used is for what's called seasonal affective disorder. Usually that means depression, but it could really be any mood symptoms that happen during specific times of the year, whether it's depression, hypomania, or mania. The most common type is when there's an increase in depression symptoms around the fall and winter, so winter depression. But it could also be at other times of the year. For example, I've worked with a patient whose symptoms actually got worse in the springtime. So it really just means that there's a particular pattern that depends on the seasons. Lightbox therapy is actually something that can be used as an adjunct. So in addition to medication or psychotherapy or something that could be used on its own. Let's go over a little bit about the background. It actually was discovered, so to speak, in the 1980s. And since then, it's been refined to be more specific about the type of light that's used and how to use it, the distance from the box and things like that, which we'll review a little bit later. What is the mechanism? We don't know exactly, but we think it's related to the way that it interacts with our circadian rhythm, which is why it's sometimes used to help with jet lag. And the impact on serotonin is currently being researched. So while we don't know the exact mechanism, We do know that it has something to do with the eye's retinal pathways because they've actually looked at applying lightbox therapy to the knees, and that did not work. Let's go over some of the data. Now, interestingly, lightbox therapy has actually been studied in special populations that are of interest to us, specifically women and women with pregnancy-related mood and anxiety disorders as well as general populations. And I think one of the reasons that it's been studied in this particular perinatal population more so than other special populations is because pregnant patients are often looking for non-medication treatment options. There's been a few different reviews of light therapy and bright light therapy for perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. In 2018, there was a review of various kinds of complementary treatments and it included three studies of light box therapy for perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. And then in 2019, there was a review in the Journal of Affective Disorders by Smith et al., and they took a look at the impact on perinatal depression. And both reviews looked favorably upon bright light therapy, but also concluded that additional studies would be needed. So it's been looked at in special populations, and it's also been looked at, more generally speaking, particularly in seasonal affective disorder, but also in non-seasonal depression. There was a really large meta-analysis in 2020, which reviewed light therapy in non-seasonal depression, and it looked at 23 different randomized controlled trials and noted significant improvement of mild to moderate symptoms. 
Now, some studies do demonstrate mixed results when compared with placebo, and often the most common placebo is a dimmer type of light. I think one of the reasons why there can often be an improvement with the placebo arm of these kinds of studies relates to the fact that devoting 10 minutes or even 30 minutes to doing an activity with your light is something that can be beneficial in general. It can be a nice form of self-care. For example, I have one patient who, during her bright light time, she sits and does puzzles or does coloring, which isn't just a nice way to relax and devote some time to some stress-free activities. Let's go over how to use the bright light. The most important thing is making sure that the light box that you purchase is at least 10,000 lux. And you have to make sure that you read the instructions about how far away to sit from the light box. And that should say it on the box itself. Most of the time, it's between 16 and 24 inches from the box and not looking directly at it, which is a, why I think it can be really nice to use the bright light while you're doing another activity, whether it's reading, doing your makeup, having a cup of coffee, whatever you think that would be a pleasant thing to do in the morning. It's important to do it in the morning and you start with usually about 10 minutes per day and work your way up to about 30 minutes per day. I do want to mention a couple of words of caution. One of the most important things is to make sure that if you do have a condition like bipolar disorder, to make sure that you talk about this option with your psychiatrist or your treating clinician, because in bipolar disorder, like with antidepressant medications, lightbox therapy can sometimes trigger hypomania or mania. Some additional considerations to keep in mind is the potential for eye strain, headache, or nausea. It's really important to make sure that the light box that you purchase is specifically made for seasonal affective disorder, which means that it's not going to contain UV light, which can be harmful from a skin and eye exposure perspective. Consumer Lab Reports recommends a few different options. For example, the Carex Daylight Classic, Northern Light Technologies, and Alaska Northern Lights. I don't have a particular affiliation with any of those companies or the recommendations of consumer lab reports, but keep in mind that it is important to make sure that it's a light that's specific for seasonal affective disorder, has clear instructions, and there is a pretty wide variety of price points, anywhere from about $150 to over $300 for these lamps. Keep in mind it's supposed to be 10,000 lux and maintain the appropriate distance from the lamp. As always, with all treatment options, I do recommend, if you are going to consider it, to speak with your primary clinician about this treatment option. Keep in mind, it is something that many have found to be effective for their seasonal affective symptoms, depression, other kinds of mood conditions, and something that is without significant side effects and can be helpful as either a primary or an adjunctive to treatment option. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. 
please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.